to the God in Hip Hop podcast. It is your host, the producer, MC, photographer, Ico, and I just want to say thank you uh, for joining me again on this second episode. Um, I think this. I think today's episode um, may rub, may rough up uh, some feathers just a little bit, but I think it's all good. Um, this is the the exact space um, that I created for healthy conversation. So, uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. That's exactly what we're going to have. Um, and today's topic of conversation, I'll get into that just a little bit later. Um, but it's definitely going to deal with, um, our artist highlight. And of course, um, before we get into the thick of it, we have our, um, artist highlight for this month, and that is going to none other than Kanye West. Um, first, I want to start off uh, with this highlight, um, with discussing my history with Kanye's music. And originally, um, I was not a fan. <laughs> I definitely respected him and honored him for what he did in the producing realm, um, especially as being a producer myself. However, like as far as, as far as his artistry and things of that nature, um, I wasn't really a big fan of Kanye. Actually, I was just the opposite. <laughs> uh, didn't like him at all. But um, things began to change when I got to college um, in Reno. And my perspective began to shift um, in regards to like music and my repertoire and everything that was, you know, in that in regards to my music taste. And so Kanye began to, you know, play play on my on my on the distance of my heart um, in regards to his music. And so um, that's that's exactly why I wanted to highlight him is because specifically of his difference. And um, I think that is what makes him a genius. And oftentimes when we think of the word genius, we often, um, you know, assimilate it or we recognize it with like um, academics. But there's this quote that I gathered from uh, this uh, video game that I've been playing. Um, I think it's called Life is Strange. Um, so of all you video gamers out there, it's actually a decent game. So, uh, check that out. Shameless plug. <laughs> but, um, in that video game, uh, there's a quote that goes, art is science and music is math. I will put Stephen Hawking's against Pablo Picasso any day. Um, and that just really resonated with me because what we think of being genius is often synonymous with, you know, people like Stephen Hawking's or people like, um, Albert Einstein or those who were very, um, indigenous to the academic field, but never really those who um, came up in artistry and w when those two sciences are, are roughly one and the same, just a different approach. Um, and so what I want to do from that is to promote the STEM player <laughs> from Kanye. I think this is a revolutionary thing uh, that will uh, change the way that we create music. Um, and so once I get mine, uh, it will, uh, I think I will do a uh, review of it all. Um, and then I'll post it and then provide the link in the description. But I will also provide the link in the description for the STEM player so you guys can do your own research um, for those who, uh, of you who make music. All right. So let's get into the next segment, the history of Kanye, right? So Kanye was born and raised in, uh, or he was born in Atlanta and he was raised in Chicago. Um, a lot of people don't know that they think, uh, Kanye auto automatically Chicago cause he was raised here, but he was not born here. He was born in Atlanta. 
Um, and he was first recognized uh, by his producing um, with records like H of the Izzo, um, that was by Jay-Z, You Don't Know My Name, that's by Alicia Keys, Stand Up, Ludacris, uh, Get By, Talib Kweli, I Used to Love You, John Legend, and like literally the list goes on and on and on. So a lot of the stuff that you guys listen to um, uh, by some of your favorite artists was produced by Kanye, um, which is really great to know. Um, but he wanted to do and be more than a producer, and he always knew that. Um, his big break didn't happen in 2004 with H to the Izzo by Jay-Z, um, and that was like the primary thing that influenced his career with Rockefeller. Um, and so from that history line, uh, we then get graced in 2005, so he comes onto the scene really um, like blowing up on 2000, in 2004 with H to the Izzo. Um, but then in 2005, after he gets signed with uh, Rockefeller, he releases uh, College Dropout, um, and that's where we get um, All Falls Down, Jesus Walks, uh, Through the Wire. Now, mind you, um, College Dropout was actually a mixtape in 2003. Uh, which is pretty good to know. So um, that's just a little history about, I think, one of the greatest producers that uh, we will see in our lifetime uh, coming up with people like No ID and Just Blaze, um, which I would highly suggest and recommend you guys go do your research on them too. Um, Def Jam, amazing, No ID. Um, so yeah, if you haven't watched his documentary on Netflix called Genius, um, I highly recommend to do that as well. <laughs> Because um, I think it not only gives great detailed uh, background about who Kanye is as a person, um, but it also gives an in-depth understanding of a pivotal time um, of history um, in, in hip-hop. Um, I, I think it also lends to the idea that, like, of course, you can't know where you're going. Uh, for those who are a part of hip-hop, a part of this culture, and not just consumers of this culture, um, like, you cannot know where you're going um, if you don't know where you're, you, you know, if you don't know where you come from. So um, I think it's it's definitely something to uh, partake into. And so um, from the history of Kanye, there's, like, so many transitions uh, that we see. And I think um, in order to take a deeper look into the transitions of uh, this man's life, I, I think the best way to, to do that is to look at um, his music um, and the transition of them as well. Um, I think they often share an interconnected parallel that's uh, hard to separate from someone's life. So um, from 2004 to 2007, Kanye gave us three foundational albums to his career, right? So like I mentioned earlier, that was college dropout, then you get late registration, and then graduation which uh, drops in 2007. Now, Graduation drops in September of 2007, and uh, Donda, Kanye's mother, passes in November of 2007. Okay, so he gives us these three foundational albums, um, and I think this is where we get that whole ideology of old Kanye, right? Um, and I'd like to parallel that uh, to before um, his mom dying. And then we enter into this like roughly 10 year period from 808 uh, and Heartbreaks that was released in 2008 
to Ye that was released in 2018 of Kanye consistently being in the tabloids due to his public outburst and in interviews declaring that he is a god, right? Um, and then, right, furthermore, looking further into the transitions of his life through his music, um, you get another transition in 2019 with Jesus is King, right, and Kanye public, publicly declaring his faith in Jesus Christ as a Christian. Okay, so all of these transitions, um, as you can see through his life, um, are, are very well noted through his music, which is why I kind of, it's hard for me now to have that, that to be on the pro side of separating an artist from um, uh, their artistry, because to me, it, it is often an indicator of who they are. So to try, to try to separate the artist from their artistry is, is, is like trying to, you know, separate the ocean from water. You can't, they're one and the same. Um, and I, I think that it, it's even more indicative as it pertains to Kanye or really artists that can be controversial, um, because a lot of the times people don't want to accept who they are. So in order for me to accept a part of you, I can only take your music and not take you. And I think that's oftentimes what we deal with, with people, um, in the realm of difference, um, and things of that nature. So I want to get more into that because, um, as soon as Kanye professed his Christianity, right. Um, with dropping Jesus as King, there were like so many negative things that were said about him, um, and about this entire process of him releasing music, um, in regards to Christianity and, the, the questions that I kind of want to kind of bring up um, to, to kind of, you know, help with some type of thought processing um, in regards to when all this stuff was happening in 2019, um, it's like, so when, when that was going on, everybody like left and right was was questioning Kanye's Christianity, right? What does it even look like or even mean, right, to question someone else's belief in Christianity? Okay, there's like so many things, of course, we have like their standards, right? Like what, what do those standards look like, uh, you know? And what not only do those standards look like, but what are we using those same standards for like, you know, just us and, you know, the people in our different tax, tax bracket, you know, they have a different standard because they have more money, right? Which in the word, it speaks about how, you know, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven, right? Than it is one that is poor, right? So those who are in different tax brackets, right? They get, they get, you know, they're, they're more criticized because of course they, they're, they're in, they're publicized a lot more, right? So it's like, what standards are we using to um, really question his Christianity, Right. Um, we could all argue about past and all that stuff. But, you know, when you proclaim and say, look, I believe in Jesus. Right. You are you become a new man. So you have to walk that out. Right. So um, a lot of things in regards to Kanye's new 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 declaration of Christ were were put into question. Um, especially with his mental health. And there's one thing that I, I definitely, definitely want to address um, now um, because mental health has, of course, been 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 put on uh, the stage a lot more, which I am ecstatic about and emphatic about. However, I think there 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 does need to be some rectification in that. And so there's this book that I'm reading. Um, it is by uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, it is called... Um, cleaning up, uh, your mental mess. 
And Dr. Caroline Leaf, the one the one thing that I love about her is that um, not only is she a scientist, but she is a scientist that devoutly believes in God. And so what she does is she takes the revelation that she receives from um, her scientific research um, and pairs it with the word. And so I, I think um, anybody who is looking for um, um, science uh backed up by faith or you can reverse it faith backed up by science because they're they're literally one and same if you want to look into that I would definitely um look into Dr. Caroline Leaf and she she what she does in this book um uh, one thing that I I thoroughly appreciate her for um is that she denotes the differences between symptoms versus the story so oftentimes in mental health um, what people do is they deduce someone down to symptoms, right? And uh, totally, which totally negates the story. Um, and so th- there's a quote that is in, on page 45 that I want to read that goes, many professionals and researchers uh, pay attention only to the symptoms of how someone feels, not, um, not why they feel. Uh, and because it's a lot easier to deal with one dimensional symptoms than it is multidimensional. Um, and then she goes on to say, it is estimated that one doctor in the United States commits suicide every day. So the people that have understanding of the brain, right, these very people who have spent their lives work researching the brain still have issues with rectifying their own symptoms, right? So I think that's very indicative to how how we how we judge people based off of their symptoms and not their story. I think um, what we kind of negate throughout, you know, seeing people who are on these platforms who are who have these stages. One thing that we negate is that the story that that, that we don't see. We see the story that is put on online or we see, um, you know, certain responses or reactions that they put online, but we don't see what's going on behind the stories now behind the scene. But what I will say in regards to Kanye is that, yes, there are certain things that need to be held accountable. Right. Um, certain things, certain ways uh, that we speak, certain things that certain ways that we, um, you know, uh, hold ourselves in public, like all that stuff does matter. I'm not saying that it does not But what I'm saying is um, by which way are you are you criticizing or are you giving giving grace where it needs to be? given. I think that's, that's really where the, where the line is drawn. Right. And so, um, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, of course, bring up Matthew 7, um, 15 and 20, where it specifically talks about, you know, judging people by their fruits. But, um, I think that is often misquoted because it, it never says to judge them by their fruit. It's to say that you will know them by their fruit. Um, I think oftentimes judge, judgment comes with a rejection of a person where where knowing someone comes with an acceptance of who they are, even if I don't agree. Right. So there's a difference. I can I can understand who you are and not agree with who you are. Right. I can I can uphold who you are in the forms of accountability. Right. But I don't have to I don't have to deal with your bullcrap. <laughs> it's the same thing as of I can forgive you, but I do not allow I do not have to allow you access. Right. So forgiveness doesn't come without boundaries. And I think that's the same that same way that we have to treat artistry is that, yes, be an artist, but it also doesn't come without boundaries. Right. Um, 
And it, and I, I think that's very indicative to how we, we approach artistry and the music industry as a whole. And oftentimes as it pertains to church, right, uh, difference gets demonized. Um, and so if you specifically look at first Corinthians 12, um, you know, where it talks about the body, the, you know, the, the, the hand can't say, um, to the eye, you know, because I am the hand, you know, that I don't need you. There's differences that the body, that the entire body needs. And so when you reject one part of the difference, you reject the entire functionality of the body. Right. Um, and so, and I think that's even why Paul went to explain further, um, more like, Hey, one plants, you know, another waters, but God gives the increase. You could, you could plow in your field, right. And I can plow in my field and yet God still gets the glory. Um, and so there's always okay to be a, a, a difference in the way that we approach, um, the way that we approach how we live. And just because you approach it a certain way, doesn't mean it's wrong for me to approach it another, even though there may be foundational, uh, foundational standards, right? Um, and we often, we often jump over that to beat somebody over the head with what we, uh, probably are beating ourselves over the head with, right? Get the plank out of your own eye before you worry about the plank in your brothers, right? Uh, that's still in Matthew seven. That's at the top of Matthew seven. So we want to talk about, you know, judging people, um, or knowing people by their fruit, but you know, you're not getting rid of the plank in your own eye. So the question that I want to pose to you all today in this episode is, um, is compartmentalizing an artist from their music or rather separating an artist from their music? Is that a possible feat to accomplish or even a proper response? If so, why or why not? Right. Okay. And then to lighten it up a little bit, what is your favorite album or song from Kanye? Of course, you can uh, put it in the comment section or DM me. Either way it goes, I want to have conversation with you. Um, so let's talk about it. And uh, thank you for joining me on the second episode of God and Hip Hop. I hope this shifts your perspective, whether you like it or not. This is God and Hip Hop, and we will see you on the next episode.